Talking with Wayne Nelson from the Little River Band coming to the Five Flags in Dubuque this Friday night. One show only. Tickets available at the Five Flags box office and at Ticketmaster.com. Wayne, welcome to the airwaves of Super Hits 106. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you guys. The Tri-State area, definitely looking forward to you gracing the stage at the Five Flags this Friday night. Just to get people thinking about it, you guys have had an amazing chart history. Certainly, I believe it's six Billboard Top 10, 16 overall Top 40 hits, something in that neighborhood. So I guess my first question is, making the set list for each tour has to be fun and at the same time a challenge to put together with all those incredible songs to choose from. It is, and... A lot of people have been asking this lately. It's it's interesting. There are two distinct sides to Little River Band, and they both need to be honored and presented. One of them is the reminiscing lady, cool change, softer side. One is Lonesome Loser, Night Owls, Help Us On Its Way, Man On Your Mind, a little bit uh, stronger songs. And so putting them out there and to honor the, the ones, because you never know which song is going to light certain people up in the audience. There's women light up to some men light up to some it's really an interesting study but they all need to have their place in the set and then we made a commitment to do, start doing new music again a few years ago and do what we're supposed to do write songs and and make records whether they chart or whatever that's not the point it's it's the it's the exercise of recording so we we put some of that in the set too and they they feel like they're part of the flow so it is a little bit of a jigsaw puzzle to, to put those in an, together in an order that people will leave on the upswing and know that they've just been to kind of an emotional party, if you will. It's, uh, there's some tears and there's a whole lot of laughter and memories and fun. So you're absolutely right. But given the love for that music, um, the I've never tried it, but we might actually be able to just reach into a hat and pull one out and say, okay, here's this one from, you know, 1983. Who knows? Well, but we don't want to take that chance. So we've, we've kind of got it figured out how to start the ball rolling and, and get it to the end. And um, uh, like I say, people do, do go out of there. They're singing, clapping. It turns into a party by the end. It's got to be fun to be able to go through from tour to tour and say, you know, let's move this one here and then this one here, because it, it just seems that the, some of those things would probably be interchangeable. I see guys are performing somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 plus 100 dates this year. So obviously you're still enjoying mixing it all together and getting out there in front of your audiences. That's for sure. And, um, you know, the payoff to travel, the, the, we're, we're, I think we're going to hit about 88 shows this year, which means especially for me, because I live in Arizona. The rest of the guys live in Nashville. It, it means a day of travel on either side of those weekends, too. So those 88 shows turn into 130, 140 travel days. So the payoff to all that travel is the lights go down and we connect with the people that are there in the room. And one thing that is fun to add to a, to a, new, a new Year's set is to go into the vault and find one that you know, a gym like uh, Home on Monday or Meanwhile or Light of Day, some of those other songs that are very emotional, but they were very definitely album tracks. You know, they weren't, um, they weren't hits, but people who bought the, the albums back then are well aware that, you know, there's, there's, um, there's some great music locked up in, in the vault that, that we, we can't get to all of it or we'd be there for five, six hours. You know what I mean? It does just, that just wouldn't work, but Always good to dust one off and, and put it on stage. One of the favorites to do that with is We Too, because we've got an orchestral arrangement for it as well. And uh, that song got a lot of exposure on Solid Gold. So 
once in a while we'll trot that one out and people kind of go, whoops, there's another one. It's a good, good, good problem to have. To your point, I love going to concerts. Huge fan of a lot of the music of uh, you know the 70s and 80s, which is certainly the era you guys are in. And whenever an artist drops one of those album tracks, I always feel like it's a special gift to the true to the real fans. You know, the ones who not only just remember the radio hits, but bought the albums and uh, you know have wrapped themselves around all of your music. You know what? That's a great way to put it. And I there are times that 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 if you float one out there and it doesn't register with people. Um, that's a that's a hollow feeling because you, you you were trying to do something, you know, to honor the rest of the catalog. But uh, I've never flipped it around and thought of it the way you just put it. That you know there are a few special people there that would know tracks deep into an album, and it's it's kind of a thank you very much for for listening all the way through and not just relying on you know the hits that were being played on the radio. That's a good perspective. I'm going to keep that one in mind. So you've been in the band for some 40 years now. Obviously, you're talking about writing new songs with the guys and, uh, you know, putting some of them in the performance. But after four decades, you know, performing, writing, what are some of the things that uh, you guys do together to to keep it fresh night after night after night on more of a personal level, I guess? I would have to say the best answer to that is family, because uh, this lineup has now been traveling together for the core of it, for the most part for over 15 years. And that's a lot of bus miles. That's a lot of overnights and truck stops and so on and so forth. You know, we observe things around us. We comment on them. We're chatty to that degree. The other element that comes in is family. One of our guitar players has adopted, and uh, the kids are two and four. Drummer adopted a Japanese daughter who is now in uh, first years of high school. Members of our crew have kids that are in the crew, in other crews, and are traveling. There's all these tentacles out. One of our guys is getting married, uh, remarried in January. My grandson just joined a band. He's 12 years old. He's playing in a band, playing bass in a band. So we got all these other things. Because, to be honest, when we get on the bus and we're overnighting, there's one essential thing that we have to do for our throats and for our bodies is we crawl in our bunks and we go to sleep. There's not a party or a hangout atmosphere because once we get home, those families take priority over, over everything else. We record together. We spend so much time together, I'll put it this way. We're not going to movies together unless we've got a couple of days off on the road. But it's the other aspects of life that keep us interested in each other's dilemmas. Um, sometimes I have to schedule travel for the guys based on I can't get there that day because we're going to take care of my mom who's being put into assisted living. You know what I mean? Those things are those things happen to bands. We're grown-ups now. We're in our 50s and 60s and um, a lot of things to do. So the social aspect is centered around what we do outside the bus, to be honest. We get off that bus as soon as we can because we spend way too much time on it. But there's a real good community between us knowing that somebody could bring something really, really fun or something really, really dramatic or something where, where there's a loss. You know, it, it, could be a, it could be a sad thing. It could be a really happy thing. So, you know, life goes on on the road. And that's what will spawn new music. Uh, from from that standpoint, we'll be writing from the standpoint of, of who we are now, you know, and the collective experience, and then um, try to mold it into a Little River Band song and a Little River Band CD. 
I've been reading that you're working on a new Little River Band album due out sometime in the future. Do you do the writing, uh, some of the writing at least, while you're on the road together? I mean, you're on the bus. You know, I've always heard stories about this song was written on the bus while we were going from this city to that city. Do you guys start working on things there, or do you wait till you go home and then bring them together, or probably a combination of both? We tweak things on the road. The collaboration starts on the road because, to be quite honest, it used to be that we would have scheduled rehearsal time and work on songs and then go out and do the arenas and so on and so forth. We're in a much different work situation now, and those 160 days of travel, and again, I don't live in town with the guys. So basically writing a song starts much more from the individuals. The two guitar players in the band have gotten together to write. The keyboard player is now living in Vegas because he's getting remarried and so on and so forth. So we're scattered around to where it's much, much easier to get the the core of a song together and then put it in the room and see if it strikes a chord with everybody. And then the little suggestions will come in. What about this? How about this for a middle section? Change of a couple of words here and there. The other thing that's changed dramatically for all of us is that we can all record high quality audio at home. So there are times when it's easier for me to set up a good microphone here at home and record a vocal than it is to take yet again another flight to get to Nashville to do it in the studio. But um, the fun of being together is when we uh, get around a microphone and sing together. That's when you get that bond of energy that we're, uh, you know, using our throats to make this sound that is crucial to the to the band. And you got to do that. You got to do it together. There's something that happens in the room when those voices blend around a microphone, and there's all kinds of scientific words for it and involved sound language about it. But what it is, is it's the fairy dust of having the people, their voices ring together and create a different blend than if you were doing it separately. That's the part that, that I enjoy the most and look forward to getting everybody in the room to sing. So I will ask you this question, and I only have a couple others. Um, you've, again, been in the band for about 40 years. People uh, you know, may not necessarily know if they've known the hits for all of these years, who's singing what, but do you uh, sing the lead on the original Night Owls and Take It Easy on Me, the latter being one of my favorites of all time. I love that piano sound. But my question, I guess, is, is you know, besides you mentioned We Too before, are there certain songs that you just look forward to performing every night? I'm sure all of them, but I mean, are there ones that you just like, gosh, I really just love doing this song? Um, yes. Uh, for the most part, all of them. Um, one that I was not the recorded lead singer on was Help Is On Its Way. That song has taken on a new life in the last 10, 15 years to be a, a very um, uplifting song. It's an uplifting lyric to begin with, but it wasn't one of the big hits, um, if you will. It was heard and it was remembered and known, but it wasn't one of the, one of the, you know, the top five or six that we had. But um, I truly love singing that song every single night, um, maybe because it's newer to me than it is to... You know, that song was a number one in Australia in 1977. So we're, we're coming up to, you know, 40-plus years uh, that song's been around. And I've been the lead singer now for coming up on 20. So it's newer to me than it, than, than it, than it used to be. And I can't explain the, um, the new life that it generates in the crowd now, but it's, um, it's always gratifying. I truly love singing them all. I'll tell you the one that's hardest is the one that is probably the closest to me because it was my arrangement 
in the studio to happen, but it was take it easy on me. And, you know, my wife will tell you, she'll listen to the first verse and chorus of take it easy on me. And she'll go, uh, come about an hour from now in the set, he's having a rough night or he's going to sail through this night. Like he was 25 instead of 70. (laughs) But, um, there are physical challenges associated with, with all the songs at, at, at some point or other. Take it easy on me is very rangy and it requires hitting those notes because that's what people remember from the radio. So they've all got their markers in there. And um, Paul Anka described it best saying, they're all like my children. I, if I choose one, the others get mad, so I I, I don't I, I choose to love them all. That's perfect. You've mentioned your wife a couple of times in this, and I saw in your press information that she's written a, a book about the experiences of being the wife of a rock star. You want to touch on that a little bit? Sure. Um, I didn't know she had it in her. Um, it was her first book. There there will be more, according to her. But um, we've got a song called "There's a Bus Leaving," and that song was very emotional to us because when we got married, as much as she loved music. She had never experienced the amount of time that I have to leave. And so the, the song is about, you know, there's this romance of the bus taillights leaving town and we're off to do the next thing. And uh, truth is, it's somebody's being left behind. So the song's got those two sides to it. And there's a line in it called, you know, you lead a different life. And she picked up on that and decided to call her book A Different Life and explained her past, my past, how they melded what we love to do now in terms of dog rescue and doing fundraisers for for worthy causes and stuff. It's a way for us to give back together to things that we had done separately before we met. She dug out boxes of stuff that I had forgotten about, things that she had never seen because it was stuck in a dusty box in the, you know, in the closet. Pictures, posters, we we told some stories about things that were relevant. But the thing that she that I was amazed by is she's a great cook and she's born and raised in Nashville. So there's some Southern cooking recipes tied to these stories in interesting ways. So you get a look behind the scenes of somebody that's on the road a lot, but what it's like to be home, what it's like to be apart, the misconceptions that people have that, you know, I sing to her every morning when we wake up and that it's just this idyllic thing and so on and so forth. And then nothing could be further from the truth. It's, it's kind of warts and all look behind the curtain is really what it amounts to. And she did an incredible job. I finally, I'd helped her get through it all by being her gopher, you know, sorting pictures or bringing food or a cup of coffee or while she was working. And then I finally one day sat down and read through the whole thing, start to finish. And, uh, it was very emotional for me because there's this person that I've been with for 15 years and I had no idea what she was able to call up from within. It was remarkable. It was a, a true learning experience to, to learn another side of my partner. So I highly recommend it from all kinds of standpoints, if nothing else, to eat some food that's really not healthy for you, but it sure tastes good. <laughs> That sounds great. I, you know, have been a lifelong fan of the band, and now I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to reading that to to get get a little bit more of a feel of what it's like to be a part of the Little River Band experience. Don't want to take up too much of your time, but definitely want to thank you for joining us today. Want to also give you a chance to tell folks, you know, today and moving forward, if they want to keep up with what's happening with the Little River Band, what is the best resource for them to do so? Speaking of the internet, basically. 
and that's what it's all about. I mean, there's there's littleriverband.com, which is basically there for people to see our calendar. The music is uh, offered at at a at a store that they can go to from the website. Our Facebook page has something like two hundred thousand likes and followers now. We have a fan club, which is relatively new compared to the age of the band. It's been around now for four or five years, happily titled Little River Band Fan Club. You can find that. There's a .com for that, and there's a Facebook page for that as well. Um, It's a free membership, so people can track us, and there's little tidbits once in a while. We're so busy doing what we do that I, I have to say I am horrible at the Instagramming and the Twittering and so on and so forth. But those are there, too, where people can talk to each other about, you know, the band or the or a show or whatever. So there's all of those avenues are available to people. The next project that we're going to do is, um, like I said, we've been working with orchestras. We found a way to hone that down to where we can put seven first chairs on stage with us. And seven first chair players will generate almost as much noise as a full orchestra, given that they play hard and energetically. We're going to put out a live CD of of those players playing with us. It's in the mixing stage right now. It'll be out next year, which is the 45th anniversary of Little River Band's existence. So there's a new product coming, and then there will be a new studio album by the end of next year. Uh, just because we need to do it, we need to keep the keep the flow and keep the keep the plumbing cleared out and stay creative. So there's there's life in the uh, in the old dog yet. We've already got 50 shows booked for next year, which is phenomenal. It's the first time it's ever happened that we have this many shows already booked on the calendar for next year. Those are going to start to be posted soon too. So people can find us. They just got to type it into their search engine, and we will pop up. Well, Glenn Fry called the Little River Band the best singing band in the world. And coming from a guy who was in the Eagles, that's pretty high praise. But he's pretty much spot on. Iconic sound. When you hear it, it could only be the Little River Band. And I cannot wait to hear it all on Friday night. So thank you so much for coming to grace the stages in Dubuque. Again, that's this Friday night, folks, at the Five Flags in Dubuque. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com and the Five Flags box office. Wayne Nelson, so appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. It's my pleasure. Great chat with you. Thank you. And knowing that you're going to be there, I will have a copy of uh, A Different Life under my arm for you. Sweet. All right. Well, I I will have to talk to the folks I know at the Five Flags and make sure that we meet up for a moment. Absolutely. Come backstage. Always good to put a face with the name and um, uh, great talking to you today. Thank you. It has been a pleasure, Wayne. Thank you and safe travels. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll see you Friday.